people expect the step parent to love the stepkids like their own, but they expect the stepkid to hate the step parent. That sounds weird just talking about it. But I'm right. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to episode 241 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. What's up, y'all? I don't know about y'all, but it is a torrential downpour here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hope we get through this recording because, um, you know, it's been, uh, wind's been blowing, the uh, rain's pouring. They canceled schools. Ain't that crazy? Well, it's because the buses, is they can't drive after the wind picks up past a certain speed because they'll topple over. When I was going to school, the buses drove in tornadoes. I know. <laughs> we we'd wave at the tornadoes going down the road. I'll never forget that time I was in high school and it started snowing. And instead of letting us go right then, they were like, let's just see if it passes or not. So after it had been snowing for like two hours, then they let everybody go. <laughs> okay. They can't do that now. No, now if it's just calling for snow. Of course, you know, we are in the South. Other parts of the country are like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's just a little bit of snow. <laughs> but we get black ice here, folks. Yeah, we also don't get snow. We we get ice, which is the difference. Well, and not just that, but if you live where there's a lot of snow, you're pretty used to driving in it. Mm-hmm. We might get it once every three, four years that sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not that I would ever do this, but I can recall... That when, you know, the roads get a little bit slick, sometimes you're like, let's see what this will (laughs) do. Okay, David. (laughs) Let's see if the car can slide sideways. (laughs) Okay, folks. So last week, (laughs) David and I went over some nacho rules for you. And today we are going to continue to go over a few more. All righty. All right. Nothing like a bunch of rules to get the year started. Yes. And also... (laughs) Don't forget, if you are struggling in your blend and you want to improve your blend, join the Nacho Kids Academy, where we can help. All right, let's get into these rules. That way people can help themselves before they get into the academy. Okay. For those people who maybe didn't catch the last one, just mention the first five. We we won't go into them, we just mention them, and then we'll start with six. Okay. Number one, you can't say anything negative to or about the stepkid. Number two, you can't expect more from the stepkid than their own bio parents do. Number three, you can't care more about the stepkids than the bio parents do. Number four, you can't parent them like your own. Number four, you cannot parent them like your own. Number five, you can't expect them to treat you as their parent because you're not. Okay. All right. So if you want more in-depth on those, listen to the previous episode. All right. Number six. Number six. You can't expect your significant other to parent like you think they should. Ooh, loud. <laughs> yep. So much contention over that. Yes, so much, so much. Now, yep. let me give an example. 
So if I say, Jackson, and he says, what? And then I say, come here when you get a minute. David could look at that and say, Jackson was very disrespectful to you. You should address that and punish him for being disrespectful. Obviously, it didn't bother me that Jackson said what, but it bothered David. But, mm-hmm. but I'm the parent. Yep. You know, it's funny. Last night, I went to pick up an item from somebody off of Facebook Marketplace. And we're sitting there talking, and the, and the guy says, yeah, I got twin nine-year-old girls. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I got triplets. But they're, you know, 23. And she's, he's like, man, you better be glad you got boys. He said, these girls are full of sass. They just sass mouth everything and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know what? If that was a blended family, though, it would just come across so different. Even though it's the exact same attitude, probably. It's the sass mouth. It's just a, there's a big difference between the fact that it's happening to the bio parent versus the step parent. Yes. So another example, David may decide that he's going to take little Johnny's iPod. Or <laughs> you went back in the day, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did go back in the day. Okay, so David could decide that he's going to take little Johnny's iPad the next time little Johnny doesn't do dishes. Well, come in, dishes aren't done, David does nothing. And I'm saying, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, David. Do you not remember what you said? You're supposed to take his iPad. More than likely, David didn't forget, but David just doesn't care about it as much as I do. That's when I say, you mind your own business. Just mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so David, you give an example. There's a difference between how you treat things that happen with you and Jackson that are different than like, things that happen between me and my kids. And it's kind of a parenting thing in some ways. For example, if my kids need to do something, you're often quick to say, or used to be quick to say, you need to make sure that your kids are helping you do X, Y, Z, or they need to get up and do this, or they need to help you do that. But I've noticed that when it comes to your kid, that doesn't always, that's not always the same rule. You're doing something. I'm like, where's Jackson? Oh, he's still asleep. Mm -hmm. I know you're talking about this morning. And I could, (laughs) (laughs) I could let that bother me, or I could say, it's a lack of parenting or whatever, but the truth of the matter is it you don't see it as being a problem, and you treat it differently. Well, but that's a little different than parenting. We're talking about you can't expect your significant other to parent like you think they should. So going to disciplining mostly, right? Yes, mostly. But no, I see what you're saying about what Jackson. It's funny because when you asked me that this morning, I knew that's what you were thinking. But I knew that I had to hurry up and be somewhere, and he couldn't help me do what I was doing. Yeah. For me, it's not that I necessarily care that, you know, he's still in the bed or whatever. It's just a matter of... It's different. Yeah. Why Why are you allowing him to do that? If you're If you're okay with it, I don't care. But if you're like, need help, for example, 
then I need to know that. Like you might say, he really needs to be out right now. Can you go get him up for me? And I'll be like, yeah, no, Lord. I sure will. No, don't ever do that. <laughs> but, okay, if you want to play off that type of example, your oldest child and his wife and their son moved out recently, mm-hmm. and they left a dresser they didn't want. Mm-hmm. And I asked you about it, and you said that your oldest said that you could just burn it because it's right. falling apart. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm thinking, why didn't he help you take it outside and burn it? Because now that responsibility lies on you, and it's still sitting upstairs after three weeks. Because I'm going to try to fix it. No, you're not. I am. Oh, Lord. I'm going to try to fix it. And if I can't, I'll get rid of it. Okay. But let's go back to what I'm really saying with this What are you really saying? (laughs) Is a lot of times step-parents... We'll see the stepkids do something wrong. And even if the bio parent corrects them, the step parent feels like the punishment should be stronger. So instead of, I'll talk to the kids, the step parent wants to see that the kids are on restriction for a week or wants to see something happen other than hearing, I'll talk to them. Mm-hmm. But this gets into also why. Does the bio parent not parent like you think they should? A lot of times it's guilty parent syndrome. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into all that right now, but a lot of times it is guilty parent syndrome because the bio parent feels like they don't get to spend a lot of time with their kids. They don't want to constantly discipline the kids while they're here. They want to make sure they have a good time and they just don't see th- things the same way that the step-parent does. Mm-hmm. Number seven, you can't control what happens at the other parent's house. Mm-hmm. Yep. This goes to the bio-parent and the step-parent. Yeah. Well, the step-parent can really make this problem a lot worse when it's, David, I can't believe the ex is doing such and such and you're allowing that. You need to light into her. You know what I'm saying? So now it puts you in a position as the bio parent where you're like, what am I supposed to be able to do other than complain about it, which really just gives them more fuel to keep doing it because now they're like, oh, yeah, it bothers David, so let me keep doing it. Mm -hmm. A good example we could use here is, say, the bio parent, the other home, does not make the kid do their homework. So when they come to the other bio parent, and the step-parent's home, their homework is never done. So they're having to cram three days' worth of homework over the weekend into one night because at the other parent's home, it's not a priority. Mm -hmm. So then it becomes, well, they should have done it at the other parent's home. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. They didn't. And you can say to the other bio-parent, like David said, you need to make little Johnny do his homework on the nights you have him. You know what? If they're not making them do it, they're not going to make them do it. You can't change that. Right. This also falls into, you may not let your child watch rated R movies, but at the other bio parent's home, they do. Yeah. Or they can't stay up past nine, but the other place they do. Right. They can't stay on the screen, but other place they do. Or at your home, they have chores. At the other place, they don't. Right. I mean, 
oftentimes you'll see one person decide to change the rules just to make their place better, quote unquote, better. Mm -hmm. And so it's frustrating. We get that. Yes, it's best if the homes are similar for the kids. But if they're not, there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. You can go to court and tell the judge, judge, she lets my kid watch rated R movies. And then she says, no, I don't. Where's your proof? What are you going to do, slap your kid up on the stand to say that his mom's a liar? No. You can only control what is in your home. And remember that you are planting seeds. You may not be able to give them the whole tree because you don't have them that often, but you are planting seeds that will help them to grow and become adults. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and oftentimes if you don't let it bother you and the other person sees that it's not really bothering you, then they may even decide to change the behavior for you. Right. But a lot of times the other parent is doing things that you don't agree with because they have guilty parent syndrome too. Mm, could be. Could be. Yes. <laughs> so you got the bio parent on one side is not parenting the way you think they should. The bio parent on the other side is not parenting the way the step parent thinks they should. <laughs> step parents, not step parenting the way they think they should. <laughs> and both the bio parents think the step parents overstepping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they're parenting and shouldn't be doing any of it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's just a big old mess. Big old mess. All right. Number eight. You can't discipline them like your own. Now, last week we talked about you can't parent them like your own. This is along the same lines, but you can't discipline them like your own. And a lot of that is because your child expects you to parent them. They expect you to put them on restriction, take their phone away, whatever. Because there's this love that they have for you that's basically biological. Mm -hmm. They don't have that with the step-parent. Now, remember, we didn't say this at the beginning, but these are rules for if you are struggling in your blend. These aren't if you're a happy-go-lucky, rainbow-and-unicorn family. Okay? But if stepmom for instance, comes in and tries to discipline little Johnny like she thinks she would her own kids and doesn't have the support of her significant other, that's not going to go well. Because the significant other could say, you're always picking on my kid. Mm -hmm. Or you're tougher on my kid than your own kid. Because whether we want to admit it or not, we see what other people's kids do wrong before we see what our own do. That's true. So, if I tell Jackson, little Jackson, you're on restriction for a week, he may not like it, but he's going to take it a lot better if I tell him that versus if David tells him that. Mm hmm Because I'm the parent. And it should be a parent that you're a parent. It should be a parent that I'm the parent. <laughs> hey, write that down, David. <laughs> All right. Number nine. I feel like we covered some of this and the other rules last week. But number nine is you can't expect the stepkids to treat you with respect if your significant other doesn't make them. Hmm. Now, 
a lot of times people will say, the child does not even acknowledge my presence when they come in. And I was raised where you say hello when you enter a room. Well, if your significant other isn't making little Johnny say hello when they enter the room, what are you going to do? Well, I would question if it's even necessary. Like, you know, some people are raised where you don't do that. Right. So it's a matter of having unrealistic expectations, in my opinion. Right. So, for instance, some people it does, it bothers them. They should acknowledge me when they walk in the room. But if I don't see a big deal about it, I'm not going to make Jackson say hello to you because that's trying to force that relationship. Mm-hmm. And you don't force that relationship. You have to let the relationship between the step-parent and the step-kids form naturally. If they're like me, I walk into a room, I'm usually half there and half not. I'm thinking about other things, whatever. I'm not paying attention to who's sitting there. So my not talking to somebody has nothing to do with them at all. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, most of the time. But I, I mean, I do that... Even like at gatherings and stuff, I'll go and even if there's only five or six people there, I might be there and leave and there might be somebody I didn't say a single word to. has nothing to do with my relationship with them. Yep. But also, we do see a lot where stepkids will flat out cuss out their step-parent. Yeah. Well, guess what? If your significant other is not making them stop doing that, they're not going to stop. Yeah. Also, if your significant other talks to you like that, guess where they're learning it from? Yeah. Well, in some cases, we see the kid talking like that to their own buyer parent. Yes. And we'll say a lot of times the step parent says, I can't stand it when little Johnny talks to his dad that way. Well, ma'am, until your husband or your partner decides to stand up for themselves because they're a big boy, there's nothing you can do about it. You trying to stand up for them is only going to damage any relationship you might have with those stepkids. Well, that, that goes to standing up with in, to anybody on their behalf. Like if you're, I'm going to stand up to the bio mom because he won't. Right. Well, we may not care that it damages a relationship with you know the ex, but it's also going to affect the relationship with the stepkid because now you quote-unquote, attack their mom. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what their mom did. Their mom could cuss you out, punch you in the face. You retaliate, guess what? They're going to see what you did, not what their mom did, because of the blinders of love. Yeah. Let them them fight their own battles. Yes. And, you know, a lot of times David wouldn't stand up to his ex the way I thought he should. Because he knew that it would do no good. He knew her better than I did. So just as you have to trust your significant other to parent as they see fit, you have to trust them to deal with the ex as they see fit. You may not like it and you may not agree with it, but guess what? It's their baggage, not yours. Mm -hmm. Part of the, the healthy piece of that is understanding that you don't have to be involved in some of that stuff. So, you know, don't tell me what kind of conversations you have about the kids with your ex. I don't really need to know. 
You know, don't, don't inform me about their grades at school. I don't really need to know those types of things. Number 10, you can't feel guilty for not loving the stepkids like your own. Yep. I never had that problem. Why not, David? Because I just thought it, I always thought it was wrong. Like, why would I love somebody else's kid more than my very own flesh and blood kid? It just never felt right to me. Now, it doesn't say love them more. No. But why, why would you love them the same is also the question. Because they're not your flesh and blood. You're not going to love them the same. Well, it's like define same. Because I don't love my own kids the same. Exactly. And my daddy doesn't love his own kids the same. He loves me the most. <laughs> Ask him. He'll tell you. Yeah, I think that's where, again, you're looking at a person's actions and you're making judgment calls that, again, you may not have any control over. Like, my relationship with Jackson is different than my relationship with my kids. I do love him. I love him differently. My, I interact with him differently. Heck, I even inter- interact with my own kids differently one for, to another. Right, because they're different people. Yeah, and, and maybe if you don't have several kids, maybe you don't realize that, but that's been my life. Well, and just because you and I got married doesn't mean I love your mama like I love my mama. <laughs> no, you should love my aunt the way I love my aunt. Right, or I don't love your sister like you love your sister, or th- like yeah. I love my sister. Yeah, so why do we think the kids should be? Love the same. Now, here's what's interesting, though. People expect the step-parent to love the step-kids like their own. But they expect the step-kid to hate the step-parent. That sounds weird just talking about it. But I'm right. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. It's normal for a kid to say, I hate my step-parent. That's normal. It's expected. It's accepted. Mm-hmm. When a step-parent says, I hate my stepkid," <gasps> it is not accepted. How dare you? You are going to burn. You married that whole family. Burn, baby, burn. Disco <laughs> inferno, burn, baby, burn. <laughs> right, and that's another thing. People will say, well, they're a package deal. Well, more than likely, you did know that your significant other has a child. Not always. Not always. (laughs) Not always. But more than likely, you do. And you accept that they have a child. Mm -hmm. But it may be hard for you to accept that this child is going to be number one in their lives. It may be hard for you to accept that this child is a complete gremlin and their parent doesn't see it. It may be hard for you to accept that if you and your partner have a child together, that it's not their first experience having a child. Mm -hmm. Feeling like you should feel guilty (laughs) for not loving them like your own, that's not fair to you. Don't do that. And don't let anybody else make you feel guilty. Mm -hmm. Guilt is not beneficial. 
I think where some of these problems with that come in is when you view the the step parent as replacing the role of the biological parent. So let's just say in our example, I plucked out the ex and I put you in and I'm like, here's the new wife and the new mom. And now I'm expecting you to do everything as if you were their mom, including loving them like you're their mom. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. That's right. But don't feel guilty. You can't make yourself love somebody else or love them the same as you do somebody else. Mm-hmm. Really, the only benefit of guilt is that it can remind you to do better in the future. But when it comes to feeling guilty about loving somebody a certain way, that's out of your control. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, step-parents will say, I felt guilty for not spending as much time with little Johnny as I should. So they start spending more time with little Johnny. And then they realize wait a minute, I'm not spending as much time with my own bio kid because I'm worried about what little Johnny's thinking. Mm -hmm. So they're guilty about feeling guilty about feeling guilty. (laughs) And we're not saying to be ugly to the stepkids at all. None of what we have said says be mean to your stepkids. It's being realistic with the situation you're in. They have two bio parents. Whether that parent is present in their life or not does not matter. And you are not one of those. And that's okay. We ain't trying to diss you or say you don't matter. It's just reality, folks. You are not the parent. They are not your kids. That's absolutely true. And you'd be doing well to remember that. Mm -hmm. All right. So that wraps up number 10. David, anything you would like to add? Uh, I'll just say that, you know, if you start with these 10 and look at where you can implement them in your life, it would make things a lot easier on you. And it would help your relationships and your blend. Yeah. So lower your stress. Once it lowers your stress, it lowers the stress in the household itself. Mm -hmm. So it'll lower your stress. It will improve your relationships. And just give it time. There's a lot of things that we are reactive about that really don't deserve any of our headspace. Yeah, it doesn't deserve any of our headspace, like you said, or any amount of our time, much less all the emotion we give it. Yep. And if you're mad that the stepkid didn't take their shoes off at the door, there's more to it than that. And Mm -hmm. that's what we help you with in the academy is figuring out what is the root of these issues you're having and what can you do and what can your partner do to help lower the stress of this blended relationship to make it better for everyone involved, not just you, not just them, but including the kids. Yeah. And trust me, once you get there and you've lowered that stress level and you've improved those relationships, it is so much better. Oh my gosh. It is. But you got to do the work. I mean, it just doesn't happen. You know, it's not like some natural, hey, we woke up one day and all the problems were fixed and everything just aligned perfectly. Not showing is harder than calculus, y'all. <laughs> well, I didn't take calculus, so. All right. David, not showing is harder than math lab, isn't it? 
I didn't do math lab. <laughs> You're just supposed to agree with me. <laughs> okay, there you go. What math secret- did you take, David? You hate algebra. Okay. I, I, when I was in school, you could, um, at some point, you could take computer classes in place of math. And so that's what I did. Okay, so David, I'm trying to say nachoing is not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. There's a lot of work involved. Yeah. At times, you may feel like, why am I the one that has to do all the changing? Hey, mm-hmm. the good thing is, all the changing you're doing is bettering you. Yeah. I actually don't mind that comment because if if it's something that is a problem with me or there's something that I can improve with me, then that's easy to fix because I can control that. If it's something about you I don't like, that's harder. I have no control over that mm-hmm. or little control. Ultimately, you have to decide whether or not you're going to do something that, quote, unquote, fixes that problem. So I would much rather be something that is something for me to fix with me. Right. And one of the hardest things that a step parent goes through is feeling like they have no control. And guess what? We'll talk about that next week. Okay, cool. All right. Well, until then, make sure you show some control by leaving us a review. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate it. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you again next week. And remember, life is good when you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.